Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, July 1st, 2020. This is episode 116-116. Hope everybody is excited for their upcoming July 4th weekend. I hope you got some big plans. I'm really excited. I'm actually taking some time off, but we've got a big episode here today before I do that. Now, this one, guys, you might have seen the interview on Instagram Live a few weeks ago. It was with my man, Austin Tolliver. I had so much fun, guys. This is a really, really talented guy with a huge personality, but a hardworking and a go-getter attitude. In this interview, guys, we got it all in. I had so much fun discussing his influences, inspirations, and of course, his music style and how he's kind of breaking out as a unique talent in the hip-hop, in the country music world it's really pretty cool because i think he's doing things a little bit differently and the first time i heard his song tennessee drip with willie hen i knew there was something different about this guy and that's a fact check his music out it's really really great if you like country music if you like rap music if you like electronic music you're gonna love this guy because he is combining all those different things into his music I had so much fun. Awesome. Thank you again for taking the time, my man. It was really, really great to meet you, and I hope to see you in person soon. Let's get into it right now, guys. This is episode 116 with Austin Tolliver. There he is. Mr. Tennessee Drip himself, Austin Tolliver. What's good, bro? I love that attitude, man. How are you today? Man, I am really good, bro. Just getting a lot of things in place for some for some uh, studio sessions that we got coming up. For, mm-hmm. You know, different projects we're working on, stuff like that, man. This stuff is uh, it's getting pretty sweet. How about you? How you doing today? I'm good, man. It's been a busy day, but um, I'm excited to be talking to you here as well. It was raining all day in Chicago, but the sun is out now. It's meant to be. Yeah, man. Yeah, I hear. You know, I have some friends from the south, and when it rains, it's like snow, right? You don't like driving in it. Dude, it's bad. It's bad, man. It's it's been a thing for years now. I've been in Chicago for about five years. I'm originally from Indiana, so it's not actually. New, but Midwest weather here is is nuts, man. Dude, we we get like what's left over from it all. We get when it pushes down and Chicago says to hell with the rest of it. That's what we end up getting. Yeah, I'm sorry about that then. <laughs> Dude, it's great to be talking to you, man. I'm so glad we could set this up. Um, I got to tell you, I hadn't heard of you before. Um, you know, your uh, your manager reached out to me, and I was with my buddy who loves country music, and we put on some of your music. And I was immediately taken back, bro. Like, I love it. Man, I really appreciate that, bro. Yeah, we, uh, the stuff we got 
you're doing something new and creative, man, and it's really cool to see. Um, like I said, I'm from Indiana, so uh, country music and just sort of uh, rock and roll and that sort of stuff has always been a part of me. I came into Chicago to be a DJ, but I still got a soft spot for uh, Southern type of music, but you're fusing a ton of different genres together, and I'm really excited to hear about your inspirations and stuff, too. Yeah, man. I mean, whatever you want to ask, ask away, because I'll tell you anything. Yeah? You open book, Austin? Hell yeah, we got a lot of people tuning in, so thanks to everybody who's watching right now. Uh, we got my man Austin Tolliver here. Austin, I uh, saw you're originally from Louisiana, but you live in Nashville. Are you in Nashville right now? Yeah, I live in Nashville right now, but yeah, originally from Louisiana. How long have you been in Nashville then? Uh, about five years, four years, yeah, four or five years, something like that. Yeah, you love it? Yeah, I mean, I love it. Middle Tennessee is beautiful. It is. Shreveport, like, right? Yeah, it was from Shreveport and, uh, you know, we lived in New Orleans, Baton Rouge, all those types of areas. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, like, New Orleans, I would call a second home, but uh, I saw the rolling hills of Middle Tennessee, and to me, they were mountains. Like, I kept asking all my, all my friends that, I, that, you know, when I when I got up to Nashville, I was like, hey, man, uh, what's that name of that mountain? And they're like, bro. Mountains to you, right? Right, where I'm from, it, it, those are mountains. Like the highest, the highest point in Louisiana is like a molehill in Monroe, I think. <laughs> I actually think I've heard of those. Yeah, you guys have the hills there, right? That's all you get. No, like there's like these ancient, I guess, tribal hills. Like, yeah. Somewhere in North Louisiana, and that's like the highest point in Louisiana. I swear to God, it's like 52 feet. Literally. Ancient molehills are the highest elevation in Louisiana. 52 feet, man. That's like four NBA players' verticals. That's nothing. It's ridiculous. So you grew up in Louisiana. You live in Nashville for the past five years. When did music come into your life, like when you were growing up? And, you know, we'll transition to when you actually got involved. But do you remember, like, your first exposure to music at all? Mm-hmm. And I always, I always grew up loving different styles of music, different genres of music, all types of stuff. So it was just, to me, it was, it was easy. Like I always knew I was going to entertain at some point in time and in some fashion. And uh, you know, music just kind of stuck. Yeah, for sure. What about your parents? Did, were they, uh, you know, a big player in that part of your life? What were, what were they like from a musical perspective? Oh, my, my dad played in the NFL for 13 years. Oh, really? Wow. All the stories from my childhood sounds like I'm just talking shit or whatever, but it's like, it's the <laughs> truth. That's like, all, that's all the stories I got, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. So, like, I grew up football, football, football. Mm -hmm. I, was a, I was an All-American football player in high school. Mm -hmm. I had uh, scholarship offers from, like, all over the place to play football. And uh, after I got done with college, I played arena football for a little while. Mm -hmm. And then... There's only five short white wide receivers allowed in the league at one time. I made number 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. That's a hilarious unwritten rule. That probably is true, isn't it? That's a, dude, think back about it. Like, if you think yeah. back about, like, Wes Welker and all those guys, like, there's literally only been five at one time. Yeah, we got Julian there's Edelman. Yeah. Six. Good point. Seriously. Wide receivers, yeah, actually. Who was your? Who did your dad play for then? Who's your team right now? So I'm a diehard Lions guy, even though my dad never played for them. Detroit. All right. Yeah, I love, I, I've always loved the Lions, but uh, my my second team is the Saints. I love the Saints. My dad played for the Saints. So, awesome. Uh, yeah, so that was dope. Uh, so that's why that's why you're from Louisiana. That's where it all started then. Okay. And then he went from the Chargers to the Falcons, from the Falcons down to the Oilers, from the Oilers back to the Falcons, from the Falcons to the Saints, Saints up to Chicago for just a couple of weeks, and then from <laughs> Chicago down to uh, Kansas City, and then from Kansas City to Green Bay. Jeez, man. He was part of the worst NFL transaction in history, just so y'all know. <laughs> I hope that's not what he's known for. What was it? Oh. That really worked out for him. <laughs> that really worked out awesome. for him. Awesome. You're so humble, Austin. I love it. <laughs> it worked out for him real well. Jesus, man. What a great what story. A dumbass decision that was. <laughs> That's hilarious. I got a lot of friends who are Detroit Lions fans. I bet they're tuning in right now. I'm surprised at that. You've had you've had a tough, uh, tough couple years. I'm a Colts fan, so... You know, our star QB just retired out of nowhere. That was tough. Yeah, but you got Philip Rivers now, so that's dope. But Dude, we, we've, uh, thank Lions God. Fans, Lions fans have had a tough, tough couple decades. But, you know, I did jump on that, brand, that Browns bandwagon because Baker Mayfield's my guy. So yeah. I got I to gotta watch the Browns now, too, you know? So, like, yeah. I'll even admit it to all you people out there that are going to hate anyway. Yes, I bandwagon the Browns for bastards. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'll let it slide, Austin. There we go. No worries, man. So you were playing football. You were getting scholarships. You were getting options. I mean, you were playing arena. Were you making music and singing this whole time, or when did that really come into play? No, I didn't start making music until uh, one of my best friends, Ty Clark, uh, who does like creative directing for me and stuff, and he writes some. Of the, he writes a lot of my stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow. We linked, we, yeah, we linked back up, and then, you know, 2018, he was like, you won't go record a song. <laughs> and I was like, bro, who are you talking to? Yeah, don't say that to you. <laughs> but he was like, you won't go record a song. I said, bet, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we went, and I fell in love with it. Like, absolutely fell in love with it. And since 2018, I decided that this is what I was meant to, you know, my, my time on Earth was meant to do this. Wow. That's insane, man. Holy shit. I didn't know it was so recently. Like, you've really had a lot of success here in a short period of time then, especially in the music world too, bro. Like, it's it's tough, but congratulations to you so far on everything you've done. Man, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, man. Like I said, like first time I heard one of your songs. Hey, I don't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. But uh, uh, we got some comments. What? <laughs> what the hell is this? I'm just seeing that too. Jesus. No, I, I was saying like you've had a lot of success in a short period of time and it's because of your sound in my opinion, bro. Like you've got so many elements in your music. I'm talking, um, you know, country, of course, hip hop, R&B, a little bit of electronic, man. Like especially in Tennessee Drip. Dude, like the beat is catchy. Your voice is awesome. The lyrics are great. Like, you know, in our day and age, like, I'm traditionally an electronic music DJ, and we have to transition songs really quick, and the music we make has to be really energetic and keep people's attention, because everybody's got ADD these days. Your songs, elements throughout, man, there's a story within it. How did you actually, like, come up with this style? Was it your producer? Was it your individual ideas? What was the collaboration process to get to where you're at now? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I took it back to my roots and said, because being from Louisiana, man, you're surrounded by all different types of melting pot of cultures. Yeah. And, be, and being such a melting pot of cultures, you know, it's, you. we would sit in high school, I, I'll never forget, like Saturday nights, we would sit around a bonfire on a tailgate of a truck, and as we're sitting there on a bonfire, tailgate of a truck, a George Strait song would come on, then a Garth Brooks song would come on. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And so, like, what I wanted to do is I wanted to change the the landscape of country music Mm -hmm. because, in my opinion, country music has not evolved ever. Period. Bar none. Yeah. So it's, it's even beyond combining different genres. It's like, this is a thing of its own. Sure, there are elements from other types of music, but this is the Austin Tolliver sound then, right? Absolutely. I was going to say, like, do you have fans that maybe are hip hop or country and are maybe let's call them elitist that have given you compliments? I mean, whether good or bad, what's been the feedback from fans of different genres that you've met?
people yeah. who really love hip hop, but people who really love country at the same time. Right. And then I've, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback from people who are like hardcore straight country. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, there has been people that are out there that are like, yo, I really like your music, but it's not for me because I like George Strait. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's great. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. But I'm doing it on top of a hip hop beat. Simple. It's the same story. Yeah. Listen to the lyrics. It's the same damn story. But yeah. just because we, we have a little ba 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 you want to say it ain't country. No, dog, go to hell. It's country. Right, right, right. I love that, dude. You're sticking to your guns. Like, seriously, I really, really respect that. Everybody's got an opinion, right? But if you believe in your business, if you believe in your brand, if you believe in your music, people will follow because people love people who love what they're doing. That's what I've realized, right? You're good, bro. Like, it's just what happens naturally. I apologize. (laughs) Me too. Absolutely, man. Amen to that. I mean, you just saying that and listening to your music, it's made me a fan of you. So I wear my heart on my sleeve with the podcast. You know, like, this is who I am. What you see is what you get. Some people like it. Some people don't. So I I see eye to eye with you there, brother. No, I appreciate that, bro. I really do. Thank you very much. And by the way, thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, allow me to come on to the the Instagram Live and to your show. Of course. Same to you, brother. It's a two-way street there, man. We're both two. <laughs> I'm an Indiana guy or a Louisiana guy. We're just too nice to each other, right? <laughs> Let's go. I love it, man. Now, Austin, I want to ask, like, when you're actually in the studio, when you're coming up with these beats, when you're coming up with these raps, these lyrics, and we'll get into collaborations here soon, too, what's that process like for you? Are you starting with the lyrics? Are you starting with the beat? How does it work actually behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. of what really works for me in comparison to what doesn't work for me. Okay. So how, how we always start is we get the beat. Once we get the beat, we get the lyrics. No matter who's writing the song, whether Ty's writing the song with me, yep. I'm writing the song, or Ty's writing the song individually, or other writers that we work with are writing the song, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. we take beat, writers, demo, Love it. Me, like, 
<laughs> I love that. on that line. That's what it is, dog. Like, it's just, come on. Dude. Just, you just dumb. Listen, honestly, you, the bigger you get, the more you need help, right? Like, and as an entertainer, I'm right there with you. You think I do everything on my own? I don't. Somebody edits a lot of my videos for me. I have people help me ask with questions and research, right? Like, you get to a certain level. You know, not that we're, you know, at the, let's just call them world-class level, right? But in order for us to continue to perfect our craft, we need people to help us. We need management. We need agents. We need lyricists. We need producers. We need it all. And I think, honestly, again, like, who cares what everybody else says? You're putting yourself out there and you're getting help, and those people are helping. That's what they want to do. We're all just filling gaps. Bro, people get paid to write music. Yeah. There is, that, that is their job. Yes. Their- That's such a great point because what we're doing is actually feeding people income in our actual commerce and community, right? Like us doing this together, we're feeding each other's fans, right? It can be monetary. It can also be lots of different things. So by you getting help with writing, you're helping those people make money. They're helping you get your brand bigger. Like it's a two-way street and I hate that people kind of ignore that reality of the music industry specifically. Like, we're not doing this because, oh, I wanna get bi- I want to get rich and famous. Like, I love it, and I need somebody's help to achieve my vision, right? Facts. Facts. It's facts. simple. It's simple, man. Seriously. It's, that's straight facts, dog. I'm glad you said it, man, and I'm glad to hear, you know, even on, the, on the, the side of the industry you're on, it's all the same. It's all the same, man. Like, it can be meat, meat and potatoes, peas and carrots, bro. Like, we all need help, and it's as simple as that. 
Oh, shit. Yes! Wow, product placement at his best right now. We're contributing back to the whiskey community now as well, right? <laughs> Shout out Jaded. That's a bold statement from a bold guy, so I gotta believe you. Okay. I'll give this guy a follow. I'll hit him up, bro. I wanna know more about him. There we go. The Dude, you just you just feed into the community more and more. You are you wear your heart on your sleeve too, Austin. I really respect that, bro. I was going to say, you, you you respectfully make fun of people, right? Yeah, I mean, this, this is what I tell people all the time, is at the end of the day, I'm coming after Drake, and I'm coming after Post Malone. Okay. That's the facts. I love it. And the, well, the reason why I'm coming after Drake, and I'm coming after Post Malone, is because they're at the top of their game, and nobody comes for them. True, true. Yo. Was that, was that me or you? I don't know. It just crapped out on me, though. Dude, I don't know what happened. All right, anyway. What anyway. Was the last thing you heard me say? You were talking about you're coming for uh, Drake and Post Malone, man. Okay, so Post, Post has a lot of success. Drake, a lot of success. They're right. Out there, they're out there selling out stadiums and, like, all types of stuff, mm -hmm. right? I love that. If I, if I give them that, then at the end of the day, everybody out there in the world gets a much better post, a much better Drake, a much better everyone. You see what I'm saying? It's a Michael Jordan effect, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to push everyone. Yes. Austin, I, I vibe with that so much too, man, and I was going to... I was gonna ask this a little bit later. You, there's there's a competitor in you that obviously your father raised in you and instilled in you, right? Like I played a lot of sports in in high school, and there's something in the back of my head where I'm thinking to myself, if I don't do this today, somebody else is going to. The only way for me to get to the top is work harder than everybody else, right? You're absolutely right. That's how I feel about it, man. Seriously. 
But, dude, I respect that because you have to set your sights that high if you want to get there. And I love that. They're going to be saying your name here soon. Shit. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. It's fun and it's cutthroat. Yeah. And, and everybody's competing for the same stream and the same listen and you know the same fan. Yep. But at the end of the day, that's not what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. What what I'm looking at is I'm looking at how we can take what we do and go beat the best because at the at the end of it all, mm-hmm. I want to be. Dude, I love that. You've got your mantra there. You've got your motto. To the top. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I have a mission. I know where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And since I know I want to get there, the, the team that I have, the, the production that I have, the management that I have, yep. the writers that I have, the videographers that I have, the directors that I have, I'm going to go get the best of the absolute best to be able to support what I do so I can go out there and sing in the same stadiums mm-hmm. as Post Malone and say hey bro 50,000, I put 50,000 in here, what's up, what's next <laughs> because if I give you a better if I give you a better Post Malone mm-hmm. where's the problem in the world? Nothing, nothing that's the whole thing bro I love that, man. Dude, and it shows your quality, man. Like, I uh, watched the Tennessee Drip music video today. Dude, goddamn, son. I mean, it's got over 275,000 views on YouTube. That's massive. Huge shout-out to you there, bro. 125K on Spotify, but YouTube is like, you know, that's the biggest, I'm sure you know, that's where people consume the most content. It's YouTube, and then, like, and then like Facebook way down. So, yeah. By you doing that on YouTube, and I mean, it seems viral to me, man. Like, that's awesome. And it's a sick fucking video. You were just talking about people you're involved with. I mean, I want to talk about the actual video because you've got semis doing donuts. You've got aspects of a rap. We we had the cops show up after that. Dude, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Who's driving that truck? Yeah. And we were spinning around in circles, and cops showed up, and they were like, "Hey, do y'all have permits?" And we we're like, "Uh, yeah." And he was like, "All right, cool. Can we watch?" And we we're like, "Uh, <laughs> sure, dog." And we had no permits to pull no damn donuts in that damn place, but it was definitely worth it. <laughs> like, yeah. Talk about a team. You got a guy who can do donuts in his semi, man. So you obviously got the right people on your side. Jacqueline yeah. Martinez, mm-hmm. she she pulled all, literally all of the cars, all of the extras, everything to come to the video and killed it, dude. Killed it. Everybody who showed up to the video, like, torched it, man. Like, it was so fun. It was such a family atmosphere. I yeah. had a great time doing it. Dude, unbelievable. Seriously, like, I mean, there were so many different, you know, uh, 
ethnicities, like men, women, all ages, like you, you were crushing it. Like it was so entertaining. It had all the best aspects of a hip hop and rap video with sort of like, I, I felt like I was getting to know you actually in the video, right? And, and that's not always easy. So I, I wanna know like, how long did it actually take you to do that? Let's call it door to door, right? From Jacqueline saying, hey, let's do this to it actually being out on YouTube. How long did that take? Really? We we decided we were gonna do the video and Gio Rodriguez, our director, uh -huh. who who has done DJ Khaled, Lil Wayne, TI. Okay. He's done T I he's done T I and Tiny's reality show. He's done multiple episodes of Survivor. Contacted him, said Gio, will you come shoot the video? He said, Hell yeah. Alright? He shows up Thursday night. <laughs> Jesus, bro, it's a tight run ship. There you go. He saw something in you, man. Holy fuck. That's insane. Did you sleep? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like, I mean, you guys actually had like a great itinerary. Like it was not only like good people involved, but it was well run. Well, like, okay. So there were some very shitty moments yeah. that, that were caused by people who shouldn't have been in charge. And then when my team took back control of the video, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic. And you know, Chase J is the guy who kind of put the vision board together. Mm -hmm. And when he put the vision board together and Geo executed it, we just went out there and killed it. And my team did such a great job, man, and made it so easy. Like, bro, I just showed up and said, let's work, and we worked. Dude, I love it. The, eth the Your work ethic is insane. It's pretty obvious. Like, Dude, I Yep. I do this. I do this to feed families. So when I show up on set to shoot a video, I, I'm not more important than Mary O'Neill, who is the lead actress in one of my videos, who's also an artist. Yep. I, I'm, I'm not more important than her. Mm -hmm. I'm not more important than the extras that are there waiting all day long to, for the scene to kick off. Yep. I'm not more important than the makeup. 
love it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're there for me, I'm there for you. And yep. that's the whole thing. So simple, man. I love it. Seriously. Props. Dude, what what, what was it like? I mean, you had Grammy-nominated nominated artist Willie Hinn there, right? What was that like, collaborating with him and then have him on set? Like, swag level just went, like, up. <laughs> no, here's what you have to understand about, about, about Willie. Yeah. Like, Yeah, let me hear. So I'm in the studio. Chase has already put pen to paper on uh, Tennessee Drip. Like we're in the studio together, and Chase is one of the most talented people I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. And I'm in there recording the first verse, and this dude walks in, just like tank top shirt, hair going all over the place. <laughs> Really? Any specific reason? Just like his ability? Let me tell you something. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I've been around Justin Timberlake at celebrity golf events. Mm -hmm. I've been around Rascal Flatts. I've been around Sugarland. I've been around everybody you could possibly think of. Mm -hmm. Willie Hinn is so damn good because Willie Hinn can come in and do a rap verse, walk out of there, go to his own studio and do an entire R&B EP. Walk out of there, go to another studio and do 15 features in like days. He just gets it. Stupid talented, stupid good, man. Like he, he that's just what it is. Unbelievable. He he br- You're right. It is unbelievable how good he is. Damn, and he dude, he took that song to the next level like it, it gave you a sense of validity and him coming on the music video and everything man like i'm telling you that was the first track i listened to and there was something right away like my heart skipped a beat because i was like damn this is not this is not just some fucking guy you know what i mean like and i i hate i hate to keep you know tooting your fucking horn man but i really am impressed by what you're doing here seriously Mm-hmm. What, what what me and my team do? Yep. I, let me tell you something, and and this is this is very important to what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Okay. I have a black dude who is my manager. Mm-hmm. I have a another black dude who is my manager. <laughs> I have a Latin American female who runs my PR management side uh-huh. okay i have a white dude who i who i write with <laughs> i have an african-american male black dude that makes my music makes my beats 
Yep. And it's, it, dude, it's so cool because we do everything we possibly can to include everyone. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm missing right now is an Asian. So I need an Asian. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If y'all got any Asian friends, send them my way, bro. They're smart. <laughs> I got an Asian buddy. I'll hook you guys up. Fuck yeah, man. Around the world with Austin Tolliver. That should be the name of your biography or something. Iliar jumped in. Hey, let me tell you something about this little dude right here named where, where you see that uh, Tam Gilliard name. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. That boy right there has worked his absolute ass off mm-hmm. to go from the hood of Louisiana to graduating college to now becoming one of the best lawyers in Louisiana. Props to that kid. Okay. Props to that kid, bro. Dude, find your lane and fucking speed. Props to him. I res- fucking go. Dude, I really want to hang out with you. <laughs> good time. Like, that's what I tell everybody. I'm a good time. I can be a dick every now and then, but I'm a good time. Cheers to you. Did you refill your drink? Bam! Another product placement right there. Today I'm representing Bell's Lighthearted Ale. It's got the flavor of an IPA with the calorie intake of a soda, a light soda. How'd you like that? Pretty good. Hey, y'all check that out. That's got some good calorie intake. Now, I ain't got shit left after I poured this cup, so you know what? Jack Daniels, send me a carton or something, you bastard. There's somebody repping on here. I love that. (laughs) Austin. With all of your musical success comes shows, man. And I want to ask you, just obviously as an entertainer, it's one of the first things you said. You're an entertainer. You performed to sold-out crowds like the Whiskey Jam in Nashville and Copper Blues in Phoenix. For those that haven't seen you live, what sort of energy do you bring? Are you doing any covers? Are you doing all original music? What's the experience like? No, we do all original music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, hell, I've got probably a thicker accent than 99% of the damn people you talk to, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I consider myself country, and I have an all-African-American male band. Okay. And my band is bad ass, son. I've got keys, I've got bass, I've got drums, and I've got lead guitar. And when we went to Copper Blues Live, we put on a show that for, for people who weren't there, who couldn't get to Phoenix or Scottsdale or wherever, yep. we bring the same energy that I'm bringing to you right now in this interview. Love it. On stage. Hell, you'll get a twerk or two out of me on stage. <laughs> Ty don't really like it. I really like it when I twerk on stage, but you know to hell with Ty, I'll twerk whenever I want. <laughs> I feel like I get a little magic mic aspect when you perform. I bring magic mic to the stage, to real life. Channing Tatum ain't got shit on me. You're coming after Post Malone and Channing Tatum. Fuck Channing Tatum. I have respect for Post Malone. Channing Tatum, fuck you. <laughs> fuck yeah, bro. You're, so you're a dancer. No, I mean, I, I can't dance for shit. <laughs> you try. 
That's awesome. That's awesome, wait, man. Wait, on stage, dog, like real shit. On stage, you just get me. Yep. You don't get a choreo, like a choreographed piece of whatever. You don't get when you come watch me live. Mm-hmm. You get me. You get me raw, and the shit that I do up there. At the end of the day, Ty and Jordan and Jackie and Agent and Prince and. They're all going to sit me down and be like, why the hell did you twerk after song number two and blah, 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 and be like, dude, because I felt like it. Like, that's what it is. Like, I I don't I don't go out there and try to be anything but me. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, that's what makes people have a good time. Yeah. I can give you pyro. I can give you fireworks. I can give you smoke. I can give you strobe lights that ain't nothing but if you get me coming out into the crowd singing a song looking directly at you yep turning around high-fiving another dude <laughs> in the microphone you're gonna have something to talk about yep that's all you're trying to do you're trying to send people home with a fucking memory aren't you A story. Yep. Yeah, I try to send you home with an experience because at the at the end of the day, a memory is great for a person. Yep. Right. An experience is great for a community. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's good. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. How can the world see you? I know, obviously, the world's on lockdown. Everything just got canceled basically through the rest of the year. Are you going on tour in the future, or what was the what was the scope looking like for that? Okay. Um, 2020, 2020 has been batshit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ever since Super, the Super Bowl weekend when we were down in Miami doing all types of crazy shit, like mm-hmm. after that, it's just been batshit. But we're yeah. looking to do three shows, in, and I'm sure Ty's going to correct me because he was on the phone. <laughs> we're, we're looking to do three shows in Phoenix, three shows in Cali, three shows in um, Chicago, Naperville, yeah. and um, Chicago, Naperville, and I, I, I want to say... Aurora? Uh, Big suburb, Aurora? No, 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 no. We're going to do it um, where Notre Dame is. Oh, South Bend. South Bend. We're going to do it South Bend, and then we're going to go down to Florida, do a couple shows in Florida, and then I think we're going to finish back up here in Tennessee before we go... Dude, that's incredible. Are you get are you getting sort of this uh, demographic from Spotify plays? Like, why why these certain cities? Is this where people are booking you? Is your team working it out? Bro, I'm a I'm a diehard committed person to analytics. Okay, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. So we see we see a lot. 
lot of consistency in the Arizona, California, Illinois, Tennessee, Florida, Louisiana, and like I would call it the Pacific Northwest market. Sure. But I also see a whole bunch of shit in the United Kingdom and Brazil. That's awesome. And I get people who message me from Brazil. I mean, before live went out just a little while ago, there was somebody on here speaking Portuguese in the damn, hey, Mary's in here. Hey, what up, Mary? Hey, Mary's the shit. You got to check her out. Hey, Mary. She's the shit. Right, she's the shit. Anyway, so, so there was somebody in the live from Brazil earlier speaking Portuguese, and I've got a, I've got a very big fan base in Brazil, United Kingdom, Australia. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to grow a lot in Germany and Italy. Awesome. But but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to take those analytics, put them into play, and allow us to continue to grow past where we are now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Stepping stones. That's huge, man. Yeah. Wow. Good for you for looking at the actual data. That's, that's massive. Yeah, dude. You've got real fans. You know, I, I had somebody on who's a, an, a music management consultant, and one of his core fundamentals, one of his pillars, is finding your true fans and then targeting the fuck out of them, right? Like, you'd rather have, uh, you know, I, your 40,000 followers on Instagram, right? Those are real fans. You'd rather have 40,000 people who are willing to pay tickets, pay for tickets to come see you, than a million fake followers who are liking your pictures on Instagram, right? Yep. And this is this is what drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. There is a band here in the Nashville area called Southern Justice. Mm-hmm. All right, they're friends of mine, and they're very talented human beings. They're from Delaware. I ain't never been to fucking Delaware in my life. <laughs> Nobody has. Yep. Alright? Every single time. Yep. Alright? Then they turn around and play here in Nashville. Now. Now. But they only have like, I don't know, maybe 7,000. I, I don't know their number, but 7,000 or... They're, they're less than 10,000 followers on Instagram. Right. But that ain't, that that's not a knock on them. Right. Yes. I have taken a fan base since 2018 when I first started mm-hmm. and built it to where we are now to where it's a fucking like mob, bro. Yeah. Like, where I go, they all go. And that's the coolest shit about it. Dude, that's awesome. And guess what? In today's day and age with the oversaturation of social media, of music, of artists, of influencers... The people who you trust the most are the people you talk to in real life, right? Like, if my friend tells me, I love this person, let's go to the show, I'm gonna go. If I get a random invite on Facebook and says, come to this show, you like this person on Facebook, or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I don't really have a connection to that, right? But if people spread the good word about you and your music and your brand and your energy, then they're gonna get on board, and then they're gonna spread it. And that seems like what you've been doing and why you're having so much success. Jaded has fans 
done is formulated my sound into such a way that those fans who listen to blues can still get a piece of my music. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it may be it may be a country hip hop y song, mm-hmm. but there's gonna be a slide guitar that gives that blues element that sets in their mind, hey, hold on a minute, let's listen to this. Right? Yeah. Yep. And and to me that's the most important shit when it comes down to all this is how can my team and myself mm-hmm. continue to grow on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, how we grow on a daily basis is by taking fans of my team, myself, yep. and the people we know, putting them all into a pot and saying, let's go. And that's, that, like, that's it. That's, that's all of it. That's how we do it. I love how much you love your team, man. Seriously, like, that's important. I think uh, keep your circle tight. I'm a big Travis Scott fan, and he just says a simple lyric. It's like, always keep your circle tight. And that doesn't mean you can't have a lot of friends and followers, but the people that you trust, they got to be on the same team as you, and they got to be in it for the right reasons. And there is a certain fact that you've been dropping time and time again is that the people you've been surrounding yourself believe in you as much as you believe in them and you believe in yourself. So... Dude, I, I, I love it. Yes, rock on. That's the whole that's the whole thing, man, is to me, loyalty is everything. Amen. Loyalty loyalty to me is absolutely everything because at the end of the day, you don't have to sit at my table to eat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay? Yep. You ain't gonna let my team at this table. Mm-hmm. Black, white, brown, yellow, whatever the hell you want to call it, I don't give a shit. You gonna let my people sit at this table? Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here, bro. Yep. And that's why my people are so good and so so good to me is because they believe in the same principles. Austin, that is such a relevant statement now more than ever with everything that's going on. And and props to you again, man, for, again, wearing your heart on your sleeve. And whoever wants to do what they want to do, if they're aligned with you, they're in. doesn't matter who they are, where they've been from, where they're from, what they've been through. Yep. And still, you on my team. Because if you ride with me, I'll ride with you. Yep. I don't, ca- I don't care if I got to go drop you off. Whatever town it may be. And they, you know, they may say, we don't want that dude here. Well, guess what? This dude is here, bro. 
Somebody, somebody agrees here. Underscore Queedy. Period, and I'm ghetto Ash. <laughs> that person believes in you. She, she's a sweetheart. She, she's a model. She does a lot of things. She was in the video, and she deals with a lot of. Uh, I'm not gonna put her shit out there, but she deals with a lot of shit, and she, uh, she's a good person, man. Good person. I can see just from this, from this interview, man. You know, before, before we crapped out. Uh, there's a ton of people commenting that obviously are interested in what you're doing, and it's really cool to see my fans and your fans chatting with each other too. It's awesome. Yeah, that's what's dope, bro. And see, that's why I was telling you it's so cool about like this. Is why I was sending you these uh, messages earlier, saying this shit's gonna be epic, is because at the end of the day, if my fans become your fans and your fans become my fans, yes. it's, mutu- it's mutually beneficial. So. It's just, it's gravy, bro. Like, it's it's gravy. We're going to sit here and have a good time. Yeah. And it's, it's already 7 o'clock, and I promise you we're probably going to go till 7.30. <laughs> I was just about to say, man, I, I wanted to uh, respect your time. Um, I got all night. Whatever you want to do, I'm here, dog. All right, I got two more questions for you. You ready? Do it. Let's go. Now, a question I always love answering or asking, no matter who I'm talking to, I focus on the music industry, right? And we've seen a lot of shit change, especially in the past 10 years. Now, with COVID, everybody's kind of on the bench from a performance standpoint. I want to ask if you can give me a spark nose version of what do you think is the biggest thing you've seen change in the past 5, 10 years? And what do you expect is going to happen in the next 5 to 10 years? Yep. It's a lot is a lot different than what than what it was ten years ago. Right. All right. So a lot of people hate on that mumble mumble rap. Right, right. for sure. Yeah, Migos and whatnot. Yeah, a lot of people hate on that. I don't hate on that. Me neither. And well the reason why I don't hate on that is because if that's what you do, go do it. Right? Yeah. And so at the at the end of the day, would do better of is keeping up with the evolution of sound. Okay. And keeping up with like I'll use Billboard uh, for instance and Ty and Jaded are probably going to yell at me for this but I'm going to sit up for this because this really pisses me off. Yeah. And I'm going to call out Billboard and Billboard fuck you. Hit me, yeah. What pisses me off is Billboard will take Lil Nas X off of the country music charts, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, dude's number one. Yeah. Number one. All right. Number one with his song. Then he's got to go get Billy Ray Cyrus co-sign for him to allow him back onto the country charts. Alright, so you gotta take Old Town Road that had no feature. God. Killed it. Gets to number one. Yep. Now he's gotta go get Old Town Road to put him back on the co- uh, 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 I'm sorry, he's gotta go get Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. 
society. Mm-hmm. And I want I want people to really grasp what I'm about to say. Yep. Old Town Road did not need Billy Ray Cyrus. Did not need Billy Ray Cyrus to stay on the country music charts. I agree. Yeah. Now, I'm not even going to sit here and say he didn't. Right. Kill this verse made the song even better. Mm-hmm. Right? But the fact that he needed Billy Ray to get back to number one on the country charts is bullshit. Yep. It's bullshit. I don't care what's going on. White, black, brown, whatever. I don't care. Yep. That's a good point. What's country and what's not country is the problem that I have. Yeah. And that's, to to your question, that is my main point. Mm -hmm. My main point is to country music hits the evolution point of saying, bro, he may have hit a rap verse in that song, but holy hell. That song's streaming all over the place and talks about bonfires, talks about horse, yeah. like horses, talks about losing your fucking girl, talks about drinking at a bar, <laughs> talks about whatever the hell it may be. <laughs> you you want to call it God's country by Blake Shelton. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You said that's he, he told a country story on a rap beat. What does it matter? What does it matter? What does it, what does it matter? Somebody's got money in the fucking pot that we don't want to know about, right? said that is one of the best answers i've ever heard to that question i gotta tell you the truth seriously bro it's just the truth and that's what i'm saying like a lot of people are gonna sit back and be like a lot of people are gonna sit back and give you a politically correct answer of well you know he had to get billy ray on there because billy ray has had a lot of 
Yep. As long as you're telling, as long as you're telling that story and you consider that song country music, more power to you, bro. More power to you, sis. More power to you, he sis. Whatever the hell you may be, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> music has no gender, has no race, has no ethnicity, has no age. Yep. About, do you think this is a country song? Hey, bet your sweet ass you didn't interview me. Yeah. <laughs> bet your sweet ass you didn't interview me. Big on facts. That damn red carpet event at the CMAs or wherever the hell it was. Because I'm going to lit y'all's asses up. <laughs> I knew you were going to give me an answer to that question, but you exceeded my expectations, sir. It's true, man. Austin, last Whether question. You want it or not, I will give you the truth. <laughs> this is why I like you. you. You have told the truth the whole time, man. You don't give a shit. I love that. My last question. In the midst of everything going on right now, how are you staying creative? How are you trying to stay relevant when, as an entertainer, shows is such a huge aspect of your brand? What are you doing that you think is a little bit different? So, right now... Mm -hmm. Okay. The reason why I don't give a shit about my brand is because there is a bigger picture out there right now than my brand. Yes. Agreed. 100% agreed. There is a bigger picture out there right now than my brand. Mm -hmm. Okay? Growing my brand, I would, I, I, I would love to see it happen. Mm -hmm. Okay? Who's His mother. Dude didn't stand up and say, fuck. Yeah. Stop doing what I'm doing, right? I don't care about the politics. Conservative, liberal, independent. Don't give a shit. Yep. Okay? Don't care. I, I am a conservative. Yes. Okay, my brand and where my brand can go be damned. Mm -hmm. Because right now, you have people in our country who live a separate day-to-day -day America than what I do and what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you look like me. And since you look like me, we don't have to live in the America that the minority population, and I say minority population because.
is what the government statistics file people as. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which I think already is bullshit as it is. Yeah. Right? And I'll get to that in a minute. Yep. So this, I, I want you to understand, this answer is going to be a little long, but I want you to stay with me. I'm with okay? you, brother. I'm with you. That's never crossed my mind, ever. Never crosses my mind, right? I'm not worried about getting thrown on the ground. No. And a motherfucker not listening to what I have to say. Yeah. Right? I'm not worried about that. Yeah, that's so true. So the hardest thing for me to do is to be able to speak on something that I've never had experience with. Yeah. So at the end of the day, Yep. Okay? Yes. Now, now, let's talk about the Mexican community yeah. that people don't want to talk about. Okay? So true, too. Now, let's talk about oppressed people in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. You have ICE who will go out there, pull individuals over because they are brown, check their to find out if they're American citizens, if they're not American citizens, or what their situation is, right? You pull me over, all you're asking me for is my fucking license. Yeah. As long as I ain't got no warrants, I'm either getting a warning, a ticket, and if I get a ticket, I'm going to court, and I'm probably going to beat it, right? Yeah, yes. Facts. Absolutely. So you pull that dude over, his mom's in the car, they're on the way to the hospital for her to get treatment for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Her visa is expired by one day. So now you're going to arrest her, take her to some camp, put her in a 555 cell, and say, fuck you, fuck your cancer, you're going back to Mexico? That's a problem, bro. Yeah. That's a problem. Yep. That's the that is a different 
Mm. And I have a problem with that. Okay? White, majority white private schools are better educated. Yep. Okay? And inner city African American schools are inner city minority schools. That's got to change. Yep. We as a society have to go out there and get our lawmakers to start putting money back into the minority population to allow the minority population to become educated Mm -hmm. and get the same exact educational benefits that me and you get. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then we need to allow programs to be given to the minority communities from our lawmakers to allow those programs to teach these minority children, like I said, black, white, black, black, Mexican, Asian, Filipino, I don't give a shit. Yep. Right? I'm nah. everybody into a pot. Right. right. Put programs in place that teach kids from single family homes mm-hmm. how to be able to get a job, how to be able to file, file taxes, right? how to be able to form an LLC. Yeah. How to be able to take what your passion is and be able to make a dollar out of it, right? Yes. So when we do that, we are ne- when we get to the point of that happens, now you have an educated society in mm-hmm. all senses of the verbiage, right? No matter what the color of your skin is, I don't fucking care, yeah. right? When you are now awarded the exact abilities, resources, and things that I am and you are, Mm -hmm. right? Now, whatever may fucking happen after that, you now have the ability to change. But we cannot change anything without education, Mm -hmm. monetization of minority communities, okay? Yeah. Serious shit.
the nature of his creed? I'm pretty sure Dr. King said that. Yeah. Yep, that is. Yeah, dude. Fuck yes. Well, you know what? To everybody out there that doesn't support change, who doesn't support having a one America, and people having the same exact resources, fuck you! I'm right there with you. Fuck those people. Apologize. No, understand. I apologize for the long-winded answer, but it was beautiful. Thank you. The point is very, very crucial Mm -hmm. for people to understand. Mm -hmm. This is not about racism to me, Mm -hmm. because people hate me for being white. People hate people for being Mexican. People hate people for being Asian. People hate people for being Muslim. People hate people for being black. Yeah, right. right. This is not. This is not about racism to me. Mm-hmm. This is about America being considered the land of the free. Yeah. The home of the fucking brave. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm talking about the people that attend these things. 
Hmm. Or there was a shootout at whatever place. Yeah. And I don't want to hear about the race anymore because now at that point we're all equal. Yep. Stop buying. Media is selling to you for views and realize out there, people, it is okay that that dude who got his damn throat set on is a human fucking being. Not a black man. He is a human being. And the dude who put his knee down on his fucking throat is a gigantic piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, still even an understatement, right? He's a murderer. <laughs> so, long-winded answer, at the end of the day, all I want is for equal opportunity for all, and if you fail, if you fail, whatever it is that you're trying to do in an equal opportunity society, I don't want to hear any bullshit anymore. First off, two things. One, Instagram's got one minute countdown on us right now, okay? Second, that was one of the most powerful pieces of expression that I've ever seen in my life. So thank you for sharing and opening up right there. I'm recording this shit and I'm gonna send that to you because that was awesome. That was well thought out. You obviously give a fuck. You didn't read that on fucking CNN or some shit. So, thank you for sharing. I'm really glad because I just hearing you talk about that made me fired up about going to a town hall, about doing small things. So, thank you, man. This has been such a great interview, and I'd love to do this again with you sometime too. Maybe we can pick, um, you know, more of a tight topic so we can go further into depth. Gotta let Instagram. If you're listening, your little hour cut off time Instagram. It's bullshit. I agree. Go ahead and finish, stud. Floor is yours.
allow my fans, your fans, everybody else's fans out there into my world, okay? And with the climate that we're in right now, at the end of the day, all I want is equal opportunity, bro. And that's just, that's just it. That's just, that's, that's all I want. I want the ability to be able to compete with the best. Yep. I don't just I don't just want to compete with you because you're a white dude. I don't want to just compete with you because you're a black dude in hip hop. Yeah. I don't want to compete with you just because you're a Latin dude or chick in in, in Latin music. Yeah. I want to compete with the fucking best. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. as it comes down to it, and we close this shit out. Mm. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your fan base. I appreciate everything about it. Yeah. At the end of the day, let's compete, people. Equal opportunity. Let's fucking compete. Let's go. Awesome. This has been such a pleasure, man. I'm, I'm an even bigger fan of you now. And again, thank you for sharing. Thank you for making the time, exposing my fan base, your fan base. This is what it's all about, man. We got to continue to feed the community as much as we can in every way and use our platforms. And, dude, check out the video that I did, actually, with some of my friends here um, talking about Black Lives Matter on my Instagram. Um, I'm all about this shit. I'm right there in the town hall with you, man. Um, My favorite type of music is house music, and that originated from black culture. And it means so much to me. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. What do you have to do right now? To make an impact? Yeah, I got five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I def I got five minutes for sure. Go ahead. All right. Here, here, here's what I watched your Instagram story. I yeah. watched you. I watched you down with the face mask on down in downtown. Yeah. Oh, you saw that? I saw it. Yeah. I, I, I make sure that I keep up with my people. Right. So, what I think that people with our skin complexion. Mm-hmm start doing is instead of going down to rallies and showing our support and being there for our brothers and sisters of whatever skin tone it may be yeah right we need to bring people together to formulate plans to actual change yeah okay so you're in chicago right all right i've been to chicago bro all right i've been i've been to chicago Hell yeah. sister-in-law lives in Naperville. Hell yeah. One of my best friends, Just J Entertainment. Alright? He runs the, the, the Friday night show in Naperville. Fuck yeah. Okay? What needs to happen is, is the people of Chicago need to come together and you need to form a, what I would like to call a so you know how they have writers' rounds, right? Yeah. Where all types of writers get together, they write their songs, they perform them to pe- perform them for people to see, mm-hmm. right? You need to put together a a town hall, mm-hmm. okay? And you need to put to, together a town hall of people that are on social media that have followings like you have. Mm-hmm. So you, my boy, Just Jay. Mm-hmm. So his name's Reese. I want to say Reese is like a mix of Filipino and 
probably going to talk shit to me after I say this. But I think he's like Filipino in some sort of Latin. Yeah. My sister-in-law, Sydney, she is 100% like white chick, middle America, white chick. Yeah. Y'all need to put together some sort of panel Mm -hmm. that can go to different city hall meetings in Chicago. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So what we need to do is we need to make sure as white Americans who are living in a different America, okay, what can we do to take our different America and hand that different America to form a bridge over to the other side to say, hey, bro, hey, sis, walk over here to our side. Because you now live in the equal America. Mm-hmm. And it starts in cities like Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. The reason, well, the reason why it starts in, in cities like Chicago is cities like Chicago have multiple different platforms, different people and cultures, and you got Asian town and you got. Oh yeah. Bro, Greek town, Chinatown, uh, Little India, everything, bro. Fuck yeah, man. You tell me when. I'll be there. All right. That's all. Hey, that's all I got. You got my word. I'll be there. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your fan base this time. I apologize for the long-winded answer on this topic, but thank you so much, bro. Austin, don't apologize, man. It's been a genuine pleasure, and I appreciate you uh, putting yourself out there. It's more than a lot of people are doing, and I'm right there with you, man. It starts with a change. It starts now, and it doesn't end tomorrow. So I agree. And you've got my word, too. It's a two-way street here, okay? God bless, bro. Thank you so much, man. Anytime you need me, you know where to find me, bro. I'm going to hit you up next time in Nashville, too, okay? Anytime. I'm here for you, dog. All right, brother. You have a good night, man. Thank you again. I really appreciate it.
Bye.